0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to That Vintage Lens Podcast. I'm Brandon Stanley, your host, and I'm here with Daniel Gebbert. We're actually recording here at Spirit Juice Studios, who is sponsoring this podcast. Uh, And Spirit Juice Studios is an award-winning, Chicago-based creative production firm specializing in the transformative power of high-quality visual media. So essentially, video production firm doing some great stuff here. We're uh, recording in the studio space. Um, And today we're talking a little bit about the Resurgence of film, uh, kind of how that how film is coming back and becoming more popular, and um, and why that is. So um, yeah. So I, I, first off, I just want to start talking a little bit about uh, kind of personal experiences with film. Like when did you first uh, encounter film? That sort of thing. So I'll throw it over to you, Daniel.
1: Did you grow up with it? Or yeah. So um, the, the only really the only cameras that I used when I was a child, uh, and the only cameras that I saw um, were, were film cameras, you know, the digital wasn't enough, wasn't powerful enough, wasn't good enough at that time to be, uh, the mainstream. Um, but it was there, you know, it was like, I didn't really grow up in the film world necessarily, but that's what I use. I used disposable cameras when I was a kid and then eventually got a DSLR and forgot about it. You know, mm. like, uh, in high school, the film wasn't even on my radar. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's... my mom, my mom was a film photographer. And so there's, there's always that kind of history and there were always film cameras in my house, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it was for me too. I remember uh, the first camera that I was able to shoot on my parents' old, uh, it was a, a Canon Shot something. It's I can't point remember. And shoot? Yeah, it was pretty much a point and shoot, but it was really weird because it had, um, it wasn't a zoom lens, but it was a dual um, it had, like, two lenses built into it, essentially. Dual focal length?
1: Ka- yeah, it's exactly. It's like an iPhone 7 Plus. Exactly. iPhone
0: 10. So you'd hit a button, and the whole thing would move out, and then another lens would kind of go in between. So it had, like, a wide angle, and then it had, like, a, a telephoto lens on it. It was Strange. kind of crazy. But it actually worked kind of well. Yeah. Um, and so that was my dad's old uh, sure shot. It's, it's kind of funny, though, because um, eventually my mom tossed it. She, she thought, you know, once we moved over to digital, which um, – And I remember kind of, we're kind of in a unique situation because we remember when digital was becoming popular and when it kind of took over. um, Because I think it was 2013 when digital finally out, or sorry, 2013, 2003. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) When when digital finally um, kind of outpaced the film sales, uh, film camera sales. um, Because yeah, at the time it was like, uh, you know, you'd have... uh, a camera with a couple megapixels. And mm-hmm. aside from the fact that it was really convenient, the quality just wasn't there. Right. Um, I remember the first digital camera that I actually shot with was, uh, I had an uncle who had a a Kodak. Um, it was just a megapixel <laughs> camera. It wasn't like, it didn't wow. say one megapixel, two megapixel, no, just megapixel camera. Um,
1: Man, that's a selling point right there.
0: Yeah, it recorded to, I think it was like a an eight megabyte camera. Um, uh, compact flash card. And, and you can fit a decent amount of photos on there, but it sure, ate through. Yeah. Ate One through, megapixel. Yeah. A lot of yeah. space. Ate through double A's like nothing else. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so it was, I, I remember when digital kind of became the new thing because I was looking at a yeah. DSLR or an, an SLR, I guess, at the time. Yeah. Um, right when that transition was happening. And so it was a big conversation like, okay, do I do I go with a film camera or do I go with digital? Right. And... Eventually, I went with digital. I went with uh, my first digital camera was a, um, a Nikon D100, which okay. was 6 megapixels. It yep. was actually a pretty sturdy camera for oh, the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it couldn't go anywhere above, like, 1600 ISO. It was almost unusable. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: My brother's first camera was a D40 that yeah. I gifted him. And it was the exact same. I'm, I'm sure that came out in this, a similar time point. But Probably so, It was yeah. like, man, you go ISO 800 and you're pushing it. Yeah. You've got grain and it's like well, and it 10 wasn't megapixels even, or something.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't even full frame. It was nope. an
1: APS-C. I don't even think full frame was. was not on Nikon's side. Yeah, not yeah. even there.
0: Because what, the 5D was the first full frame. Mainstream so. camera, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just interesting to look back. And, and I honestly forgot about film for the longest time. Yeah, same. Because we, I, I at least got into digital and it was just like, this is what people are doing. This is what photography mm-hmm. is at this point. Um, completely forgot about film and didn't even think about shooting film and for a long time.
1: I think a lot of that comes down to the way that we interpreted like the film process when mm-hmm. I was a kid. It was... You take your film photos on it. For me, it was a disposable camera mm-hmm. or my mom's SLR or whatever. And then you send them to Walgreens, you get them developed and you get it back on like a CD. Yeah. So for me, it, it didn't even matter the image capture. It mm-hmm. was just the way that I got them delivered was on a CD and then like some prints. Yeah. Which when we transitioned to digital, it didn't change. It was the exact same thing. And you have a digital version and you had the print version. Yeah. So it, it didn't really, I don't think I, it even registered for me at that time the difference between digital and film Mm -hmm. until I got a little bit older.
0: Yeah. I mean, the fact that at the time, yeah, you think, okay, film is slower and that's the, that's the main differentiator there. Um, and you can't take nearly as many photos. You have to carry film with you. It's this, this whole process. And so when you are, um, trying to take family portraits or, you know, just when you're growing up, it's like, why would I shoot film when you have access to digital? Right. Um, and I think there are quite a few people still who have that mentality. It's like, why would I shoot film because it takes longer? Um, sure. And certainly there there for a while, you know, when even once digital was kind of mainstream, uh, there were still a lot of selling points for film. You know, you could still scan it in at a higher resolution Wait, yep. than a lot of the cameras. Definitely were higher out. than a
1: megapixel.
0: Definitely higher than a megapixel, yeah. Um, and... And it had better latitude, certainly. Like For sure. you, you could get a decent amount of dynamic range out of film, whereas early film sensors
1: or uh, digital sensors were just was atrocious. there even a post production process in the early days of digital? When it was that Kodak one one megapixel camera, like what was what was post production like? Because
0: I, yeah, I mean, really, it just had it was like the built-in picture profile, and, and then that's it. And it recorded the JPEG. That one, I don't think that one had the possibility of even shooting raw. It was just direct to JPEG. So, so
1: I mean, I feel like the the tinkerers were the ones who were hanging on to film at that time, mm-hmm. the ones who were going to Ansel Adams and spend 10 hours in the darkroom, right. You know, like really pulling every ounce of their image right. out. And yeah. And I don't, I mean, until I want to say the 5d, once the DSLR revolution kind of started kicking in with mm-hmm. digital photography and raw, then it kind of leveled out the playing field.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, because I I remember that in college, that was kind of the first time I was reintroduced to film. Mm -hmm. I still had a film camera. I was given one in high school. Uh, Someone had this old SLR that uh, I think was a Minolta, I can't remember the model, Um, but they had taken it all over the world. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. but they had traveled all over the world with it, and they had wow. a few lenses, and they were like, "Hey, you know, we know you're into photography. Uh, photography, why don't you take this?" Um, and so it was given to me for free. And at the time, I was kind of like, "Well, thank you. You know, that's cool. Maybe I'll use it as a display piece <laughs> of some sort." But. Yeah. Um, the thought of actually shooting it was just not really on my horizon. Right. Um, and then, uh, Aaliyah, my wife, she actually in, uh, took a photography course, mm-hmm. um, in college cause that's what she, I mean, she took a few photography courses cause that's what she majored in. Um, but she was looking for a 35 millimeter SLR and I was, I had one that was just sitting in my closet unused. So mm-hmm. she used that for a while and it ended up breaking, um, but that was kind of the first time when I was like, really? Like people are still, they're still yeah. doing that? Like, yeah. isn't this an old an old format that's like really outdated? Right, Almost
1: but... how you'd look at like an old DV, DV camera, right? Yeah. With like tape and stuff. It's like, right. that's just a dinosaur, you know? Like right. you don't even, that's not even in use anymore. Mm-hmm. But
0: yeah. And I, I, my mom is, I think my mom's still the same way. Cause I'll talk about shooting film and she's just like, I, I don't understand that. It. it feels like, um, I mean, I think she can comprehend mm-hmm. that there's more of an art to it. Yeah. Um, but there's still this this idea in her mind of like, well, I've got a digital camera and I remember shooting film mm-hmm. and it's just more work to yeah, shoot film. for sure. And I think for a great many people, like if you're just going out and taking a ton of pictures, unless you're really going to cherish those, like – maybe it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense for everyone to shoot film at
1: this point. Definitely. Yeah. It definitely does. Cause
0: there are, there are, certainly, there's a place for digital. I think some people fall into, um, a lot of photographers are either like entirely digital or some people are just like, why would you shoot digital? Like shoot everything on film. Yeah. And I feel like there's a balance
1: to be struck there that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go anywhere with a film camera without my digital camera, at least my phone, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, Yeah. I mean, just, just the fact of being able to immediately see the gratification of like this photo that I just took on the back of the screen or or on your phone or whatever, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, having lived in the digital world, completely immersed by digital photography, I don't even think I could go back necessarily to to just film Mm -hmm. or, you know, it would take a lot for that to happen.
0: And I know some people do shoot almost exclusively film and I have to really give them props for that. Um, I think for me, there are just certain things where I'm like, because film is, is more expensive to shoot in some ways, mm-hmm. I mean, you can pick up certainly a camera for dirt cheap these days compared right. to picking up like a 5D or something like that right. uh, and get spectacular results. Um, but I'm not going to, like, you know, when we fly out of, uh, out of the airport here in Chicago, um, when I'm trying to remember where I park, I, take, I pull out my phone and I take a picture mm-hmm. of the sign. I'm not going to take something like that on film.
1: Right. I mean, that's
0: an extreme situation. It,
1: but it's it's worth bringing up. Yeah. Because you know, there's there's a whole area of uses for digital photography, like instant, you know, on the phone, kind of low quality stuff that mm-hmm. it's more of just like a resource necessarily than like an art. You know, right. it's just like right. you said, for taking a picture of, of, of whatever parking lot you're in. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. yeah I, I tend to try and save film for... The moments that I, I really i am going to want, want to remember long-term, mm-hmm. things that uh, um, I know I'm going to come back to, not just something that I'm capturing right now and may care nothing about later on. Right. Um, because at that point, like I've already got the digital camera, might as well use it for something that isn't really going to matter down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's interesting because... Uh, film is definitely coming back in a lot of ways. There are exceptions to that and that Fujifilm is killing off like all of their film stocks at this point. Which
1: is still a mystery to me as to why they're doing that.
0: Yeah, I guess they're focusing a lot more attention on Instax, which is incredibly popular at this point. I just invested in Instax, so so there
1: you go. Yeah, which one did you pick up? I got the Lomo Instant Wide. Okay. Yep.
0: Has that come in yet?
1: Yeah, I've been messing around with it a little
0: bit. Yeah, what's it been like so far?
1: You know, all of the issues that are, you know the issues that I've been having with it are the issues that are well established online. And everyone who has one has done a review on those issues and all that kind of thing is out there. And it's the, the metering system is not the greatest. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, um, hit and miss, Yeah, which is unfortunate for an instant camera because that miss could be, you know, your last, your last photo on that, right. in that pack. But, um, aside from that, the quality is, is very characterful and, uh, it's, yeah, it's a joy. It's so much fun, you Yeah, know? and that's, that's, I think at the end of the day that's what brings you and I back to film mm-hmm. is is the connectedness like the t- it's t- it's more tactile if that even makes sense it's not but it feels like it's more tactile yeah, like you're yeah. you're kind of in tune with with the mechanism
0: Yeah and that does bring us to kind of why film is having a resurgence yeah. and I think there are lots of reasons for that. There are lots of reasons. I mean, if you ask any film photographer, why do you shoot film? They're not going to just have one reason and say, oh, it's this and nothing else. Right. There's, there are a lot of aspects there. Um, I think a big one is just that digital has become so prevalent, especially mm-hmm. cameras, digital cameras that take great pictures have become so prevalent that it's almost losing some of the artistry to it. Um, to a certain extent, I mean, not to say that there isn't art with taking, you know, digital photos, Mm -hmm. but I think that there are so many people like, it's just so easy to pull out a 5d, throw it on auto or, you know, one of the the auto functions Mm -hmm. and just shoot away. And suddenly, you know, we've had days here, um, when we're shooting for work, when we'll end up with 3000, 4000 photos in a day, Mm -hmm. sometimes more. And while that's good sometimes for a client, because you can go back and say, okay, we have all these photos. Now we can pick out the best ones mm-hmm. and we know we're going to make the client happy. If you're doing something like that, just for yourself, like I, I know I've, it's gotten so tiring for me to go back through and just sort through all the photos that I've taken. Yeah, um, And so it becomes very clinical and kind of sterile. In yeah. A way, because
1: I, I guess, I guess it's like, you have to go through the ones that matter to you. Mm-hmm. And when you, when you only have 24 exposures, yeah. you- Or 36. Or 36 or whatever, yeah, yeah. or 10, you know, mm-hmm. for the Lomo instant, it's like, it's 10. Yeah. And so every single one matters to you. Mm-hmm. As long as like the photo turned out, it's like, it, there's 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 just more to it. There's, you're not just going to throw it in the trash and forget about it.
0: Right. Because I know there have been plenty of times when I've pulled out my film camera and I'll frame up a shot and then I'll go, you know, that I, and I don't take the photo mm-hmm. because- I think about it, and I sit there and go, "Do I actually want to capture this, or yeah. am I just, you know, pointing the camera in that direction and, and snapping away?" Yeah. Whereas if I've got something like the 5D, or I've got, you know, you can tell we're Canon shooters here. We, we um, even I though I started on I Nikon. Have Nikon. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah we have a, a lot of access to Canon equipment at work. We do have some Nikon stuff here too, yeah. and um, used to have Sony, but not not quite as much these days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I pull out a 5D, I don't think twice about taking a photo. It's like, well, right. better have it than not.
1: Right. It's almost um, it's almost like a like a trial and error thing. Yeah. Like you you take it and you you look in the back of the screen and if it's, you know, it's good, then you're like, all right, that was a picture worth taking. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's decided after the fact.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you kind of move on and then you forget you took that picture mm-hmm. and then you get home and you dump all the photos on your computer and then Like that photo – and I I think something else that's interesting is that with digital photography, we've become so uh, insistent on perfection in the photos. Mm -hmm. It's like we'll take five of them and then we'll look for the best smile or the best – you know, the way that that the person was looking in the photo. Whereas with film, I mean, we do that to a certain extent. Maybe we'll take two or three of something and Mm -hmm. then find the best one. But there's more of an attitude of like, you know, the way that it's captured is – It's just the way we captured it. It's perfectly imperfect. Exactly. Because we look back at like our, I don't know, baby photos and Mm -hmm. family photos that were taken on film. And half of them have, you know, the the exposure isn't proper on it. The white balance is off. The focus is blown. Someone's blinking. But they're still in the photo albums because Mm -hmm. it still captured that moment. And... It, it's kind of like with gear acquisition syndrome, right? So, you know, the new camera comes out and suddenly everyone's like, oh yeah, the old one sucks. The old one was just terrible. Might as well give it away. Might as well give it away. And it's the same sort of thing here. It's like, well, no, the, it, it's not that film was terrible or that those photos were terrible. Mm-hmm. Sure, now we have things that can get us more, I guess, pristine images in a sense. Yeah. But that doesn't make that moment that was captured before less important or less... Exactly. Um, less characteristic of that moment. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. And I think, I I think half of that comes from flipping through like real photo albums. Mm -hmm. I was just flipping through a photo album um, and some photos that I've never seen before. And it was, it was so like, it. even if I wasn't there, it brought me back to this moment in time. And it, it was this like rush of nostalgia Mm -hmm. that you don't get flipping through your iPad or on your your computer. Like you, you just, you feel like. You are transported to like a window in time. Yeah, and you know, holding like actual prints is is got a special thing too. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that that's you know that's where film kind of lives. It's either in the negative or it's in a print. Yeah, and and it's not you know it, it it's not meant to live on an iPad necessarily. And mm-hmm. I think I think that just changes um, like how we remember those moments.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely, and you cherish them more because yeah. there aren't as many of them. And so you focus on them more. You don't, I mean, when I'm looking through my phone to find an image to share with someone, I'll be sitting there just flipping through, trying to find that. Mm-hmm. And I'll flip through like 10 of the same image and none, not one of those pictures stands out to me anymore because there's 10 of them where there's right. 15 of them. Whereas when you're dealing with a smaller amount, you mm-hmm. cherish the individual photos a lot more. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I would say like one of the, one of the reasons that a few of the reasons, I guess, that film photography is coming back is that um, number one, it's not nearly as sterile. There's more, um, there's more tangibility to it. Mm-hmm. It's something that um, that like each each one is cherished more, and even the the art of taking it. Uh, we don't just turn the camera on flip it on auto and then take a bunch of photos you actually have to pay attention to the settings Mm -hmm. um you have to to make sure that you set your uh your shutter speed properly that you you if you do have a built-in meter then great that you at least pay attention to that because if if you you know are blowing the exposure you're just blowing money at that point exactly um and so and then also just the fact that like each one um there because there are so few of them that you care about each one a lot more Mm -hmm. um and there's, there's certainly, I think, a, a bit more of an art to it. Um, maybe, I'm trying to think of the way to phrase this because I, I don't want to say that there isn't art with taking digital photographs. There right. certainly is, you know. Yeah. There are certainly bad photographs that are taken on digital and good photographs that are taken on digital. There are bad photographs that are taken on film. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've flipped through Instagram and someone's like, oh, yes, I shot this on film. And I'm like, that's great. It doesn't make it a good photo, right. though. Right, right.
1: Um, but there's there's... More time
0: that's spent, I think, composing.
1: Sometimes, yeah, and definitely, there's definitely more time composing. And I think it comes down to like this kind of—you um, have to be in sync with your machinery. Mm-hmm. You are completely in control of this thing. Mm-hmm. That um, without your input, without like you mastering the art, it's gonna—it's not gonna work at all. Like the photo is gonna be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it is very—it it is. You only have a few exposures, and you are completely in control. I think lends itself towards like this this very careful attitude towards the photography, mm-hmm. and you do you know sometimes sit at the viewfinder waiting for the moment, and you just take that one, and, yeah. then, you're, and then that's it. Whereas you know, like you said, on digital, you snap away and make sure that you got the right the right moment of mm-hmm. the fifty you took or whatever. Right, just hold down the shutter
0: button and pick one out. Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's definitely it's, it's meditative mm-hmm. to me, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, going out and shooting on my digital camera and forcing myself to use manual focus or mm-hmm. something like that, except it's all of those things, yeah. you know, it's every aspect of it. And, and you do, you, you kind of lose yourself in that.
0: Yeah. And I think that for me, um, for myself, at least, and I I think this, this goes for a lot of people too. Um, we are so engulfed in this world of digital everything, Mm -hmm. um, we're behind our computers, our phones, um, you know, our cars are so electronic at this point, um, that it's just overwhelming at a certain point. And for me, shooting film is a way of stepping away from that. Absolutely. Um, Especially as someone who takes a lot of photos for work on digital, Mm -hmm. it's some, it's a way that I can take photos at home and not feel like I'm working. For you sure. Know, it, it's it's separate enough. Yeah. Um, there's something about holding an old camera that, you know, you're you're caring for, but also can get beat up a little bit too. I think yep. there are
1: quite a few bulletproof 35 millimeter cameras that... I mean, it's, a it, yeah, How the, the number of them that are still out there is a testament to how bulletproof they are. <laughs> exactly, <were. laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: And so, yeah, just getting away from, from feeling like digital, um, like the digital culture is running everything that mm-hmm. we do. Um, and certainly I have nothing against... Um, you know, electronics. I mean, we have right. so many of them at home., um, but when it comes to creating art, it feels more like I am in control of of the image. I'm not letting some machine dictate that to a certain extent.
1: i I have a question for you. yeah, I, i'm I'm thinking about what your motivation is, like what my motivation is when I'm shooting for work and when mm-hmm. I'm shooting, you know, for personal reasons, yeah. but um, but on a digital camera, as opposed to shooting for myself, on film. sure. And for me, it comes down to like, who, who do I want this photograph to be for? Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to see your answer on this, but like when I shoot on film, it's almost like this is just for me. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I don't want, I don't care if anyone else sees this. Right. It's just for me. Whereas if it's on my phone or, you know, on my stills camera or for work, it's obviously for someone else. It's for Instagram, it's for a client, it's mm-hmm. whatever. But um, I definitely just don't really care if people see the film photos that I take. Yeah. necessarily. It's like as long as I have it and I took it. You know, I, right. it makes me feel. It does feel different. more personal. Yeah, yeah.
0: no, because it, it's the same way. Uh, to a certain extent, I think it's the same way for me. Um, yeah. I haven't thought too much about that. It just it was always more of of the the feel of it rather than mm-hmm. you know there's there's something uh, to be said about it that just well maybe some things that can't be said about it because you can't put it into words. Right. Um, It's just the feel of of a camera that that's, you know, an older camera that's shooting to um, to this film rather than to a memory card or something else. But uh, yeah, I agree with you that there, uh, when I'm shooting for work or when I'm shooting for a client, it's, you know, I need to make sure I check off a bunch of boxes. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I get a picture of this person, this person, this person. Right. Um, It has to be, you know, each person has to have a wide, a tight, you know, whatever. Um, And, none of those photos would I then go and frame or something exactly. like that. It's yeah. because they're part of kind of a larger, uh, it's a conglomeration of images rather than individual photographs that I've taken that I, I'm going to cherish.
1: Right, like the individual ones speak for themselves. Yeah. Whereas like an album this is for work might only make sense in the album.
0: Right. Yeah, that's definitely, it definitely plays a part for me. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I think part of it too, I mean, this isn't... Uh, this, certainly there are small digital cameras too, but I love the fact that I can have a full 35 millimeter camera that travels so well. I mean, you look at like one of my favorite cameras to take with me is, is the Nikon F3, just because I can travel with that camera I put a battery in it when I first bought it and I just replaced it and I've had the camera for four years. Like I haven't changed the battery in all that time. It just lasted that long. Yeah. Um, And so I can just throw that in my bag carefully, obviously, (laughs) um, and go with it. And I I know that it's not going to take up much space. It's going to be reliable and work for me. And as long as I have enough film, I'm not going to have issues. Yeah. And so the size, especially when I'm just, I don't know if I'm going to take photos, but I'm like, you know, we're going to walk around the city. Who knows? Maybe I'll get some shots of my son or, you know, family photos, something like that. It's much easier to take a 35 millimeter than it is to take digital. Um, When you
1: brought up size, I thought you were going to talk about even smaller. I mean, the F3 is still... Yeah, it's not a super small camera. It's not super small. It's smaller than a 5D, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, they're they're the point and shoot 35 millimeter cameras that... Still blow my mind to this day. Like it's it looks like I mean a toy. You know? yeah. And even like the the instant or the uh, the disposable cameras, they they're so tiny, mm-hmm. but there's a full 35 millimeter sensor essentially yeah. in there. Yeah. And you can I mean you can just put that in your jeans pocket and call it a day.
0: Right. It, they're ridiculously small sometimes. Yeah. It's like how do you fit sometimes I look at that and I'm like, okay, you could fit all of that into a film camera, like even with autofocus and all of that. I'm like, but you can't make a 35 millimeter um, digital camera that's that size. Not unless it's like
1: Leica or somebody. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Then you don't get autofocus. Yeah. There really isn't a comparison to digital in in that world.
0: One I haven't looked at, I know Sony makes one that's essentially a point and shoot camera, but it's- The RX100? uh, It's one of
1: those. Oh, it's no, it's not the RX100. It's the- um, I know what you're talking about. It's expensive. It's for, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's got the A7R sensor in it. Yeah. It's like Thirty six or forty two megapixels or something. But it's mm-hmm. a fixed set, a fixed lens, and yeah, uh, yeah I I haven't. Yeah, I, I haven't mean, it, it, it
0: looks it. great. I haven't. I, I honestly, I don't think I'd spend that much on a digital camera that didn't have a user replaceable lens. Yeah. Um. Or I don't, I don't think I would either. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, and I think also too when I'm, I like to take film cameras with me when I'm out on family events because Mm -hmm. I don't feel the pressure to take a bunch of photos. Yeah. Um, And I've even used that as an excuse sometimes. It's kind of funny because we've gone to family functions and the family knows that, you know, both my wife's side and my side know that I'm the photographer. Yeah. And so... We'll go to an event and people won't bring cameras, and then they'll be like, "Oh, Brandon, grab grab some photos of this right here," yeah. And then then send them to me afterward. Like, what they not, don't think you're about not working, is, you're
1: yeah, not getting paid exactly.
0: Yeah, um, and certainly sometimes I'm like, okay, yeah, it's, I was going to take photos anyway. Of course, but there have definitely been times when. Um, when I really am not in the mood to take pictures, maybe I was going to snap one or two, but I wasn't going to take like thirty or forty. Right. And so many people don't understand that it's not just taking the photo; it's also going back. You have to dump the photo. You mm-hmm. have to edit that photo, which, if you're taking a bunch, can actually it can take a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then exporting that, uploading it, sending it to them. So it's not just as simple as like, oh, I'm gonna take it on my phone and then send it over. Right. Whereas if I've got a film camera with me, what I've done before is they'll be like, hey, take a bunch of pictures of this, and I'm like, sorry, it's you know, it's on film. I don't wanna, I don't wanna use the shots up. I've only got a few more left on the roll, and so it, it's a selfish reason, but it definitely <laughs> helps me to get out of shooting some some shots that I, I really don't want to shoot, yeah. just because it's. So many times too, it's there are things that you know that they're not going to care about later. Yeah, it's like, oh, take a picture of this, of that car, or this, or whatever. Right. And it's it's like you're not going to remember that in a day.
1: And that's that's what digital is for. Yeah. It's the stuff that you can shoot and then forget about, and it's just not going to matter. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, yeah, you want to you want to cherish those those rolls of film because they're limited. Yeah, for yeah, sure. for So I'm I'm yeah. curious to see if you, um, so. There's a couple of, like, blogs and YouTube channels that I follow that, um, like, to kind of mimic the experience of shooting film, people Mm -hmm. will say, throw a 2-gig SD card in your camera. Sure. Put on a vintage Nikon lens on Mm -hmm. it, so only manual focus. Or whatever. Shoot only in JPEG so you can't really edit the crap out of your photos. Um, Do you do any stuff like that? Like, do you ever... Not just really. I think fun. a lot
0: of people, because I've heard the same sorts of things, yeah. you know, limit yourself in the ways that film limits you. Yeah. And then, um, but I, I think it's it's not just based on the limitations. I think for film, it's it's a combination of all of those, right. but it's also some other things, too, the fact that um, – and I think a lot of people appreciate the fact that you can't see your photos right away, that mm-hmm. uh, certainly it's not uh, the greatest situation all the time. Like I, I, there are some situations where I'm like, I know I have to get photos of this. Mm-hmm. And if I screw something up, if I mess up this role, or if it just gets lost or, you know, in the mail or something like that, then uh, I'm out my photos. Yeah. That's not possible in this particular situation. But for family things, I can't tell you how much fun it is to send a roll off and have it developed and then you come back to it. Like I will get the email that says your photos have been uploaded. Yeah. Because I, I go most of the time through thedarkroom.com. Mm-hmm. Um I've found you know their prices are pretty pretty good compared to um, some of the other places I've found. Um and I love the fact that their scans, their digital scans are, are really high resolution. So um so I do like a certain digital aspect of my film photos. Um I like to be able to store them that way as well. Right. Um but yeah, it's it's like asking, you know, what's what's great about, um, I don't know, you could pick a, a ton of things. And it's not just one thing there. It's not just the fact that I've got 36 images on there. It's not just the fact that it's an old camera. Mm-hmm. It's not just the fact that... Um, you know, I'm limited in, in a lot of ways. It's also the fact that I love the color of film and yeah. I think a lot of other people do too. I, I came to a point a couple of years ago when I really started picking up film photography a lot more, it became uh, something that I carried with me pretty frequently. My bag always has kind of a, a 35 millimeter camera in it um, because I got to the point where I was taking all these photos on a 5D or, you know, the 1D and I would do everything possible to mimic film. Yeah. In the edit. Yeah. I would spend, you know, so much time working on the curves and all of that from the Film grain on top. Yeah. Getting the right film grain. And in the end, I was like, okay, I'm spending so much time to try and mimic film. Why don't I just shoot film? Yeah. Um, and, and so like the colors that, that I've gotten out of some photos, I'm just like, I don't know how I would replicate that. Yeah on digital. Certainly you can get close, but there's a certain amount of intangibility to it that's, it's like, you don't really know how to put your finger on it. It just, oh, yeah, for sure. it looks different. Um, it doesn't come from a, you know, a Bayer sensor. It, it's right. coming from film grains on, yeah. on this film.
1: And it always looks right somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always like, I wouldn't tweak this. Yeah. I mean, of course there are shots that if you under or overexpose it, that oh, was yeah. like, oh, I would definitely have t- tweaked this in digital, right. but yeah it always looks how it should, like how it mm-hmm. ought to look,
0: yeah yeah so for me it it's definitely a combination of a lot of things, um, the look that it gives you in the end, and it's also nice to get the image back, and I know I don't have to do anything else to it exactly maybe if i if I'm gonna post it to Instagram or throw it up on Facebook or something, then I'll you know adjust the brightness a little bit on the image if it's mm-hmm. you know a little bit too bright or something like that. But you know, I'm not gonna sit there and spend hours working with it because it's already there. Um, which isn't the case with digital, you know, I did it on the computer and I've, uh, my workflow is pretty organized, but I have like, I dump all the photos on the computer. They go into one folder, you know, sorted by day and by event and that sort of thing. And then I'll come back to it later. Sometimes it's weeks later to go and edit them. Yep. And it's always a burden. It's like, okay, I've, I'm, my folder of, of unedited photos is building up. Like I need <laughs> to go and edit those. And so it just becomes a chore at that yeah. point. Whereas with the, the film, I send it off and then I get back these, these images that are just beautiful. Um, or at least I hope they're beautiful. If I, if I did everything properly. Right. Um, yeah.
1: It is like a mini Christmas every time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so there's just some, there's a feeling of, uh, of the unknown you don't know how the photos are going to look until they come back and, and certainly there are times when I just completely botch the exposure sure. or I switch films and forget to adjust the, the ASA on the camera mm-hmm. um, but pretty frequently when I actually get things right or occasionally when I get things <laughs> right um, I get the fo- the photos back and I'm just I'm happy about it yeah. um, and there's a sense of joy there and my hit rate is also much much higher oh. when I'm shooting on film yeah. I don't um, I miss focus very rarely, uh, even though it's manual focus on most of my 35 millimeter right. cameras and auto focus on the, on the digital side. And, uh, and it, I just like the composition more. I like the way that I took it. And, um, yeah, and I think there's also something to be said about having a little distance from the photos. It's like when I'm editing video too, when I finish a piece, usually I don't go, yes, I love this. I'm like, I'm too close to it. I've, I've spent
1: so much time on it that it's lost the magic. You, you got to step back from it at least for like a day or two and yeah. look at it with fresh eyes just right. to actually see it for mm-hmm. the way that it is.
0: Yeah. And with digital, that's what ends up happening for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I get too into it. And so then I don't end up loving the photos in the end, even though I like the way that I edited them. I look at it objectively and I say, I, I think I did a pretty decent job on that. Right. But I don't have this... this I'm not drawn back to the image. I'm not. I don't go and look at it again and go that. That just ah. I love the way that that looks. Yeah. Because I've been too close to it the whole time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I. I think there's also a part for me where, I like the idea of. Um. I. I haven't been able to do this, but I would love to just go backpacking and mm. take a camera and just uh, chronicle the journey. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I could do that with a film camera. I could just take a bunch of film, but I'd run out of batteries most likely That's on true. my digital. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you could make the argument, sure, just take like six 5D batteries mm-hmm. and you're going to be fine because yeah. you're not going to run through all of those. Like one of them typically lasts a day or so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's just something about being off the off the digital grid. Oh yeah, I think for me. yeah I, th-
1: I think that that's a dream that a lot of photographers have mm-hmm. is like to totally go off the grid, have nothing but your camera and and just kind of live with mm-hmm. that in yeah. nature um, for sure yeah yeah.
0: And I think too there there are some um, I think uh, reasons why film is going to have a hard time coming all the way back. Uh, not that I think film will ever be what it used to be. You know, it used to be the only way to capture images. And now um, now digital digital's never going to lose its crown, I don't think, in terms of of the the great majority of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are some some hindrances to it coming back in, in full force, one of them being that just nobody makes actual film cameras these days. There are exceptions to that. Of course. Nikon, for example, still makes the f six, mm-hmm. an amazing camera. Um, they, they make
1: two film cameras still, don't they?
0: Yes, they do. What, what is it? The FM10 or something? Something like that. Like that.
1: Yeah. It's like the, the full manual one and mm-hmm. then they have like, the fully automated one.
0: Yeah. Um, so there are certainly camera's still being made. I know Lomo still makes a ton. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but they're different. They have a different flavor than what they used to. Yeah. You know, because yeah. they're all kind of niche cameras that are right. Holgas that are supposed to look weird. And Lomo right. definitely has that kind of market where it's like, it's supposed to look bad mm-hmm. in, in, in certain ways. Yeah. Um, definitely I, not how it used to be.
0: Right. And I have a feeling that the Nikon uh, camera is going to be the last one that they produce. They might hold on to it for a long time, but yeah. I don't know. There's something that makes me doubt that Nikon is going to Produce something after the X, the F six. Yeah. I'm not going to see an F seven. I don't think. I would love that. I would love to see them come out with yeah. you know updated autofocus and all of that. Um, and I would love to see some other 35 mm cameras that are primarily you know manual focus. Um, I know that Leica still makes um, what is it, the M seven is their current.
1: I'm not sure. Yeah. So but they they definitely make a film camera still.
0: Right. So you can still find film cameras out there that are being produced brand new. Mm-hmm. But by and large, like Canon doesn't make one anymore. Yeah. Uh, so many other companies that used to compete in that arena just don't have
1: anything to offer these days. And a lot of the cameras just don't, camera companies just don't exist anymore. Well, that's true. Yeah, That's
0: true. A lot of them have died out and a lot of them have kind of gone the way of the dodo. Um, but
1: there are a lot of also camera companies that went away and now are coming back. Yeah. Like Polaroid and uh, Kodak, mm-hmm. which is... Not necessarily expected, but it, uh, it's appreciated.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think that something's something that is really going to help film manufacturers and, and manufacturers of thirty-five millimeter cameras is knowing what place they uh, they need to be in. Right. Um, it's kind of like um, Swiss watches. So Swiss watches. It used to be that you know analog watches, non uh, battery powered watches, were really the only way mm-hmm. to buy a watch. And then digital watches came along in what was the seventies, or they became popular in the the seventies and eighties. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone had those, like the you know the Casios and the Mm -hmm. um, whatever else. And so a lot of the uh, Swiss watchmakers took a hit because they weren't expecting that that drop in sales. But so many of them are very strong now because they understand what place they you know what what needs they satisfy, and it's in more of a niche uh, higher end market. Um, and I think the film, maybe it won't be higher end necessarily, Mm -hmm. but when film manufacturers understand that they're never going to have the same sales that they used to, whether it be of cameras or of film itself and know, you know, we need to make this on a smaller scale, um, but make that viable. I think that there will be a lot of success there. Yeah. Um, Leica
1: definitely still has a lot of success with that. You know, like the low volume, high price stuff that. It is like a Swiss watch in a lot of ways. The, mm-hmm. the machinery is immaculate, yeah, and it, it just it runs, it just works so perfectly, and it feels so right, right. And it is like an investment, like a like a nice watch. You know, mm-hmm. it's something that you keep with you for the rest of your life, yeah. And so there's definitely um, cam- camera companies like Leica. I think will continue to find success. I'm not sure what, like, Nikon is going to do, though. Like you mm-hmm. said, I'm not sure if they're going to make an, F- an F7. Yeah. Um, but I hope
0: they keep around the F6 because yeah, one of these too. days I plan to pick one of those up. It, they, it is a beautiful camera. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful camera, but, uh, yeah, I don't know that they're going to replace it. But, yeah, like, Kodak for – I mean, you brought up Kodak and Polaroid. Both of them have gone from gone through very difficult times because they were yep. geared up for high production, uh, high volume, And then when film kind of dropped back and and had a a pretty major setback, Mm -hmm. um, they weren't prepared for that. But now... As film is coming back, and they can see that there's a need there, there is a desire to have some high quality films. Um, beside the fact that Fuji's killing off everything, which is really disappointing, yeah. you have companies like Ilford and companies like Kodak that are still producing and coming out with new films too. Yeah, um, and you can see that a lot of people are excited about that. I mean, it makes some pretty big headlines when Kodak announces a new film, like they're bringing back Ektachrome. Yeah. Um, they just announced, you know, what what is it, uh, Tmax? Uh, P thirty two hundred. I didn't know about this. Yeah, it's a it's a black and white film they're bringing back. So, wow. um, It's supposed to uh, compete with um, Ilford Delta thirty two hundred. So, um, and the the shots that I've seen so far on it because it's it's not widely available right now, but it, you can still find it places, and uh, the shots are gorgeous. Yeah. So, um, I think there's definitely a need for film development at this point, um, mm. and kind of bringing some of that back. And I think a lot of companies will. Um, like Kodak and, and Polaroid, with the Impossible Project buying back Polaroid, yeah. and, um, it's it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here on out and and where they find a viable
1: niche. I think something that's helped uh, film, you know, in a in a different way but related is in cinema. Mm-hmm. It's it's always been it's always been the go-to. Yeah, and even okay, you could say maybe now, maybe in the last two or three years. Sure. Whereas you know today. The majority of big films um, coming out are shot digitally, uh-huh. but even still, like there are so many amazing high-budget movies that are shot on film because that's what the DPs and the directors want. Yeah, like that's like you said. Like they, the 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 colorist is probably going to spend hours and hours and hours trying to replicate the film look. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to shoot on digi- like no, they're going to shoot on film. Just right, you know.
0: And it comes back to also just the amount of time and effort that goes into it. I mean, yeah. you you get. Um, you spend so much more time trying to figure out your shots and you're not wasting, you're not just saying, okay, we'll just keep it rolling. You know, we'll, we'll run this a few more times. It's, you know, there's, there's a certain amount of, um, dealing with the time that you have. And I know as we are, we're actually looking to start shooting some film, whether it be 16 millimeter or hopefully 35 at some point uh, for some of our, our pieces as well. Um we're looking at the cost and it's like, okay, so to shoot the equivalent amount of like 128 gigs, which on the red gives you, you know, 12 minutes of footage, um, we're, you know, it's going to be like $500 and, um, for shooting on, on 35 millimeter. Holy cow! And so it is so much more expensive in a lot of ways, but there's also that intrigue. Mm-hmm. I, I sit there and I go, yeah, but I want to do it. I, yeah. I know oh, that yeah. it's more expensive, but I want to have that time crunch and, and practice everything so well beforehand that when yeah. we hit record um, and it's actually recording, when it's actually imprinting on that film, yeah. we know we have to we have to do it smoothly and seamlessly and everyone's on their toes. Yep. There's not kind of a lackadaisical, uh, you know, oh, if, is, yeah. if we don't get it this time, We'll just shoot it again. Absolutely. Not that people always do that with digital, but I think there's there's kind of that, you know, you get tired and you kind of get off your, um, you're not working as efficiently and, yeah. and film keeps you on your toes. Absolutely. It's kind of an adrenaline rush.
1: I Yeah, you could compare it to that. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely, it, it puts you a little bit in like emergency mode, mm-hmm. you know, where you have to, you, you have a lot of constraints put on you mm-hmm. and you have to deliver, you have to make sure that you make the best of it. Given those constraints, yeah, and you, you, yeah, you, you kind of work in overtime. Your brain's just thinking about, you know, how do I make this, this one shot that I have, mm-hmm. the one shot.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and definitely as uh, as technology progresses to the point where film is no longer on the same competitive uh, level, I guess, as digital. Now, you know, you can't really say that that most films are as high-resolution, I suppose, sure. as a lot of digital cameras. Um, I've seen so many comparisons, and I always want to sit there and tell myself, no, 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 film, it's still just as high-resolution. But when, once you scan it in and you look at it, like yeah. thats it, it's becoming less of a competitive um, – the film isn't as competitive on that side. Right. But it will always have that tangibility that digital doesn't have mm-hmm. that um, – the just feel of shooting film that is somehow different. Even yeah. if the camera bodies are identical, the sound that it makes, not being able to see the image right away, mm-hmm. the beautiful color that you get back afterwards, it's completely, you know, without your doing, like I, I didn't color that image. Yeah. I might've chosen what landscape I, I shoot or what lighting I used for that portrait, but I did not color that image in the same way that I would color a digital image on yeah. in Lightroom. Um, all of that's just going to keep... People coming back, I think, and as we have a generation now that's growing up with so much technology and is just ready to step away from that and and find something new, I guess, and also trying to differentiate themselves when everyone has a great right. digital camera, then how do you how do you set yourself apart yeah. aside from aside from the actual art of taking it because a good camera does not make a good photographer yeah um, there's something that shooting on shooting on film is is uh, definitely these days a way to set yourself apart. Um, For sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like you said, I mean, when you leave something to a machine, you Mm -hmm. know, if you have a red right next to, you know, a 35 millimeter film camera or a super 35 film camera, you know, one of them is a chemical process Mm -hmm. and one is a digital process. Yeah.
0: Ones and zeros.
1: And there's something just that feels a little bit more human mm-hmm. about the film acquisition process.
0: Yeah. So do you think the film's going to keep coming back? Do you think
1: we're kind of at a point where it's not going to go too much further? Well, or? I mean, I've bought more film cameras recently <laughs> than ever in my life. Yeah. Um, I don't well, know so if that's cheap. represent. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, co- some comparatively. Of them. Yeah, yeah, some of them.
0: Certainly if you're getting something that's, you know, like the F6, you can't get you right. know, super cheap these days. But, yeah. you know, it's not like you're buying a a new... Canon or Nikon or, or Sony yeah. camera, right now it's yeah. Especially if you're buying vintage,
1: I think I think the trend is going to continue um, for the foreseeable future, and it's going to be like this dark horse of cinema and this dark horse of photography that film is just there and kind of has its um, its ace in the hole that like that look and that feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think um, I don't think it's ever going to be. A majority, obviously, ever again, um, unfortunately, Um, unless there's some crazy breakthrough with development processes. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I think eventually, it's going to be what happened to uh, to to vinyl, yeah, where every hipster in the world went to Urban (laughs) Outfitters and bought a record player and all the vinyl that they could that they could you know afford, Um, and. I, th- I think that's it's going to have its day, and then it's going to be the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, but yeah. I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm see it to the end.
0: I think as long now, and I don't know what profits Kodak is making at this point. I don't know if this is just because they've had an influx of investments, and suddenly they're you know producing more film, or if they're actually doing really well financially. Um, I know that film sales have continued to increase um, year after year, year after over year. Um, I think it was like every year now there's been something like a 5% increase in film sales. Interesting. Um don't quote me on those numbers. I I know that I was reading something about, you know, that every year since I want to say it was 2013, okay. uh I could be wrong, but um the film sales have have been coming back, but yeah. certainly they're not they're not ever going to be what they what they were and they're not ever going to be the majority anymore, but yeah. I think for those who don't mind taking a little bit of extra time a little bit of um you know extra creativity to try and figure out some new ways of, of uh capturing those images and mm-hmm. rather than just pointing a camera in, in a direction and pulling pushing down on the on the shutter button um film will always kind of be there and be an yeah. option as long as there are companies that are still making it so yes yes um, and we
1: are reliant on the fact that kodak and all of these companies keep making film, right? (laughs) it's not going to last forever, right?
0: And the ability to pick up film cameras, which at this point, it it is a bit worrisome that the majority of photographers at this point that are shooting film are shooting on film cameras that are 25 plus years old. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really own a film camera that was made after 1999. I don't think Um, I definitely
1: don't other than that, that uh, the Lomo yeah that's the only well, I guess
0: two thousand and one for me. but yeah, I mean, it's they're aging, and yeah. so we need some manufacturers to come back and and sink some money into development. And I don't think they'll be as difficult to to make again as like digital cameras are. You can launch a company and I feel like um go from zero to sixty in making a film camera faster than you can with making
1: a digital camera. I mean, the, it's gotta be that way. Yeah. I, I would hope so. I yeah. mean, like the technology's already very well cemented. Right. You know, it's not like they're creating new blueprints or anything.
0: And you don't have to worry about making the film. Yeah. Like you will, you would have to worry about making a sensor for a exactly. digital camera, yeah. it's much simpler, so. All right, we'll go ahead and end it there. Um, Just wanted to say thank you all for listening uh, and wanted to thank SpiritU Studios again for uh, letting us use this space. Uh, For those of you who don't know, um, this is not my full-time job. Uh, I work for SpiritU Studios. We have a great boss, very um, willing to support this sort of thing and let us kind of use the studio space to do this. Um, So I encourage you to go to SpiritUstudios.com. That's spirit juicestudios.com. There's a lot of great videos up there. Uh, I really like the work that we do and uh, we've won a few awards for it too. So it's worth checking out. And yeah, be sure to visit our website as well at thatvintagelens.com. We've got a lot of great updates coming up uh, down the road. Uh, Got some great topics too. Going to be talking about some of our favorite uh, lens sets, whether that be cinema or photo. Um, Maybe some of our favorite film stocks. We've got a lot of other ideas too. So uh, be sure to like and subscribe for all those updates. And thanks again for listening.